0: to Ready for Love Radio. This is your host and love coach, Nikki Lee. I have found a guest with me today. I love the name of her book, y'all. It says, Hey Guys, the Redhead's Back, and her name is Lori Loveman. Now let me just tell you a little bit about her before I introduce her. She says, I'm the Redhead, and this is my experience going through several years of a divorce process and trying to regain the self-assurance and confidence I used to have before my marriage. It was critical to my future that I accomplished this, And after a brief introduction, my memoir begins at the time my former husband and I determined our best future was not as a couple. Our friend's daughter dies in a house fire, and this sets me off on a quest to find out how fire departments operate. My research takes me from a role as a visitor at the Shaker Heights, Ohio Fire Department to a member of the firehouse family. Over the course of the years 1981 through 1983, <clears throat> I am forced, through no-nonsense treatment, to once again become a strong, self-sufficient woman. I got help from another very special being, my horse, Amigo, who is my sounding board and my confidant. The chapter is divided by years and my firehouse experiences. My marital ups and downs and my moments with Amigo are interwoven throughout this journal of reawakening, of reclaiming the person I once was. We're gonna have some interesting things to talk about today and I love the fact that you mentioned your horse. That is so cool. So Lori, it's awesome to have you with me today. Well, I'm I'm delighted to be here. This is going to be fun. Well, it is. It is. I think we're gonna talk about some fun stuff and we're gonna we're gonna give the listeners some things to think about. And I, I think we're gonna have a lot of fun with it. So and my listeners know I like I like to keep it fun but educational. <laughs> right. <laughs> so so tell
1: me why did you decide to write this book? It's not Actually, that you <laughs> This book is thirty years in in the making, so to speak. Um, my original thought was to find out how fire departments operate, and I figured I would interview people and the chiefs and I would you know take me a couple of weeks and then maybe a couple more months to write the book and and be done with it and people would have answers to how fire departments operate. And what happened was I kept learning more and more and more, and I, I couldn't get away from the fire department because every time I thought I was done with all the information I needed, something else came up. And this went on for this whole length of time, during which time my husband and I were planning to get a divorce and, and kept getting too busy to do it. Um, so... I never was able to write that book, even though I took copious notes and, and just really tried to take in all the knowledge I could, I couldn't get it onto paper. And I put the notes away. I finally decided I, I couldn't do it. And I went on and wrote four novels. There you go. <laughs> and last year or the year before, I think it was last year, I went looking for something else in my files and I found all my notes from the fire department, and I sat down and I started reading through them because I had all the day notes. I had uh, conversations we had had and things that were going on and what I was learning. And all of a sudden I realized that the story was not just about how fire departments operate. This was my story. It was how I was growing and learning and getting back to... The person I once was before I became a wife. That's cool. That, that sounds like with me recently saying I'm getting back to being me.
2: Yeah, <laughs> real
1: me. That, that that was because I found I think from the moment of our marriage, the day I signed my name as Mrs. Loveman, um, I I lost me. Yeah, understand. I, that was like the beginning of kind of a a subjugation right. that that you willingly go through at the beginning of a marriage, and I and I think it goes on both parties' side uh, because you're so pleased to be with the other person, right? And but then it, then it gets to be you're acting a little different than you normally would because your, your situation is different. All of a sudden, you have another set of parents. To be dealing with, ah, true. And in my case, my parents were very. uh, We never lacked for anything in my family. I have have a brother and a sister. And growing up, we we always joked uh, about my father that he had two parts to his wallet: one that had all the money, and the one that had a single dollar bill in it. Hmm. And if we needed something, we had to requisition three days in advance. You know, if (laughs) if we wanted a buck or two, but. My husband's family was quite well-to-do, and they were in an entirely different social structure than I had grown up with. So it was quite an adjustment for me. I would think it is—it is very different
0: when you're with somebody like that, and, and it's just a whole different society. And, and
1: yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, it just well. For example, I was around horses my whole life, and from you know cleaning stalls to riding, and everything. My father-in-law also had horses in his life, but he had race horses, mm. you know, and, and and he didn't do anything with them except own them and bet on them and pay their bills uh, because he had grooms and stable people. And so it was a whole different way of looking at the same thing, right. so to speak. So there were a lot of things that I had to get used to to doing on this other social level, and it it wasn't comfortable for me right it was not it was not that their their morals were different or their outlook on life was particularly different. they just did it differently right um, so that was kind of a big adjustment for me and the, the country club and and all these other things, which were actually what was our eventual downfall was that we we just had different things that were important to us in life. It makes a big difference in a relationship too, you know. So, definitely.
0: So how? So, so there have been challenges. We all we all have challenges in life. Yeah. How do you think you've grown from the challenges? Because you know, my my thing is, and and I joke like this about about me growing up and some things mm-hmm. that that could have just beaten me down and made me a very very different person <laughs> than who I am. <laughs> but. Just, Much less outspoken, I think, would be one key thing. (laughs)
2: But
0: it it seems like we we have challenges, and we can either let them keep us down and keep us from being a truly happy person, or we can face them head-on and become a better person and happier
2: person.
1: Yes, and I think the important thing is the only thing you really have that's your own is is your own body and mind. You know, nobody, that's yours. And that has to come first. Um, it, it was just like when I had my kids and they were little. A pediatrician said to me, and he was very old school, he said, you have to take care of yourself first because you can't take care of anybody else if you're not the best you can be. Exactly. And and that goes just for almost anything, not just for taking care of kids or dogs or whatever. Um, I've had challenges in my life because I've, I've never... Fit into a mold as my family is quick to point out and there there are <laughs> stories about me going back to when I was two years old um, that I didn't that If somebody told me to do one thing I did the opposite you, you know, know I, I did that for a while but yeah <laughs> that kind of stubbornness no you know this is the way I want to do it I don't care what the rest of the world does but this is how I'm doing it and when you're five years old of course you don't really have a lot of say in that but yeah. um well, actually, at five years old. Um, I was. I, I never wanted to be a boy. I was always a tomboy. I never that wanted was... to be a boy, but the boys had so much more things they could do. Oh, they that's could, much more fun. <laughs> you know, they could run around. They could scream. They could. They didn't have to sit politely because uh, they were boys. You know, it was much more fun that's... than being a girl. Thoroughly understand that. <laughs> you, you know. The, <laughs> I mean, the, ru- the rules weren't the same.
2: And Definitely. I would not,
1: in, in grade school, there was a two or three years there where I would not go to school unless I was wearing boys' clothes. Mm. Because you can't play on the jungle gym in a dress. Right. You <laughs> That's can't true. swing on the bars in a dress because you're in your underpants show. Exactly. You know, I mean, and we're talking, you know, we're we're talking back in the 40s and 50s. It's a lot of things are different now because I don't think any kids, any girls, wear dresses to school anymore.
0: You know, I, I, one of my most vivid memories with with one of my grandmothers was she she took me shopping and she wanted to buy me this cute little frilly pink dress, and I was not leaving the store with that dress. <laughs> <laughs> not. So I ended up with a green pantsuit. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) She was so upset. I'm like, I'm not wearing a pink frilly dress. (laughs) Well,
1: I can really appreciate that. I Uh, I thought you might. (laughs) But all the way through, um, I just, I I don't say I was doing things, thinking about doing things, but like I like to work on engines. When mm-hmm. I was 13, I used to go down the street to the gas station and, and help them, you know, with oil changes and things like that. And my parents were very upset. They sent me to a psychiatrist. <laughs> and, I, and I went. It would never have, would have occurred to me not to go. Mm. Okay. I always respected my parents. I didn't agree with them all the time, but I always respected them. I was 13 years old. I went every week to the psychiatrist. And he sat on one side of his desk, and I sat on the other side of his desk, and we looked at each other. I had nothing to say to him. <laughs> I mean, I didn't see anything wrong with doing oil changes. Exactly. You know. You know. And finally, after a number of weeks, he told my parents, "This is not, you know, going to go anywhere." So they gave up on me, <laughs> and uh, and I was allowed to go do my thing, and and um, uh, they were very good about it. It, they just couldn't understand it. You'll, you'll
0: get a kick out of this. I was I was just talking the other day, and my dad was within shot. I, I shouldn't have said this when he was close by, <laughs> but I was I was talking to somebody, and and you know after after being in the hospital and and all this and and going through all this with with my heart, I I've been joking that I'm getting back to me, and you know I said you know never in my life have I wanted to get back to normal, whatever normal is, but mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of looking forward to it right now. And he pipes up, and the other room, he goes, you could use more normal in your life. <laughs> I'm like, now, wait a minute. <laughs> so, I like, we'll, we'll
1: discuss this later. <laughs>
0: but it's uh,
1: true. Everybody has their own normal, too. Exactly. He was not thinking my normal, trust me. <laughs> he was thinking
0: <laughs> his normal, and it's very different from, from what I consider to be my,
1: my normal life. So, well, that's okay. That's all right. You know, people tend to think we have to fit into certain roles. It's a lot yeah. more uh, open now. Uh, In one example, I, was, I always wanted to be a veterinarian from the time I was 10 or 11 years old. I wanted to be a veterinarian. Girls weren't with veterinarians. Hmm. Nowadays, there are more female veterinarians than there are male. Yeah. Huh. Um, you know, it's just times have changed and things have become more open, which is great. I think it's wonderful. Very definitely. Um, that people don't have to fit into roles uh, as society used to have to or as we used to have to as kids. Definitely.
0: Um, I, I think it's a shame, too, because I think a lot of the people growing up now and the millennials, as some people call them, they don't realize how much things have changed, even the last 20 or 30 years. You know, Because, I mean, I remember um, when I was in high school, I wanted to do drafting work. I wanted to draw, and, and I ended up working for a surveyor for about seven years. But, I mean, in my entire class, there were, like, two two of us that were girls. The rest were all guys. Mm-hmm. And people were like, you can't do that. I'm like, yeah, I can. <laughs> you know, sure, I can. You know, And, and my best friend took an auto body course for two years to become certified to do audio, auto
1: body work. And people were like, you can't do that. I was like, you obviously don't know her. <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> well, that's it, you know. Um, but, you know. We can all do a lot of things we don't think we can do. Exactly. That's, that's one of the things I learned in the fire department is, is learning to, to kind of step out of the box a little bit and, and and try things that are beyond your normal comfort level. Oh, definitely. Uh, I, I'm always encouraging people to to step just past their comfort zone. Don't go crazy
0: with it, but just kind of just just a little bit out of your comfort zone, you know.
1: Yeah, try a small step. Whatever pace the person can stand. Yeah, uh, I don't like to see people really pushed. I think yeah, that's wrong to do that to someone. Agree. We we talked about that in, in
0: the show we did, and, in, and it was one of those kind of things that that if the person isn't ready to make a major change, then what we were talking about wouldn't be right for them right now. You know, mm-hmm. but you know, keep it in mind because at some point, pe- a lot of people get to the point where they aren't happy in the life that they have right now, and they want to change it. So. So, question for you, and everybody seems to have a different answer to this one. What do you think is a primary reason, or or you can give me more than one, why relationships don't succeed? Because
1: people don't talk to each other. Well, they don't listen to each other. They talk at each other. Right. They don't talk with each other. My husband and I did not talk with each other. Um. There may have been a time when had we spoken with each other and said, "This is how I really feel," and really uncomfortable with this, or I'd prefer it if we did something else. Um, and if we spoke and said what we really was was in our hearts and how we were feeling, maybe we would have moved together forward together, right? Uh, as opposed to seeing our best best future for each of us was separate. How old were you when you got married twenty five oh, okay okay um oh, i was my parents were in despair <laughs> they, uh they were still you know when when they went to school, girls still got out of high school ready to be married right, right, and that was kind of accepted um and I didn't seem to be and I dated. But I didn't see any reason to be married. Why should I be married? This was another thing of this being ahead of my time. Exactly. Um, uh, but my parents, you know, they were doing the low key uh, so and so's getting married, you know, and right. so and so's having a baby, and you know, as mm-hmm. if I would miss those things. Right. would right. make me, you know, well, it, it didn't, of course. Um, until I was ready to get married, I didn't get married. But and I was married uh, when I was 25, almost 26. And then mm-hmm. I said, "All right, if I'm going to have kids, I'm having them before I'm 30. I am not spending my whole life in with diapers." And <laughs> and I did. I made it under the limit. Both of my kids were were born before I was 30. That's cool. But um, uh, it's just. I I think I think not talking, not not communicating what you're really feeling and it's not blaming. It's not blaming the other person for how you're feeling. They may be causing you to feel a certain way, but you have to tell them. Right. My husband, my ex husband, is a wonderful person. However, part of the time his brain is not connected to his mouth. <laughs> and a lot of people have that problem. <laughs> you know, and and what comes out of his mouth sometimes is totally different than what he's thinking. Right. And uh, but people can only hear what he's saying. Right. You know, they don't know what he's they can't be mind readers like Mr Spock, you know, it's the, they can only tell what's being said. That's one thing I've learned, to be very careful with listening to what people are saying and then listening to what they're not saying. Right. Um, Trying to find out the reason for uh, what they're saying. And that was one of my shortcomings uh, after I got married. I I tended to kind of stay in the shadows Um, years later after... marriage was over, I would run into people that we knew while we were married, and I never really realized that they even remembered me, Hmm. that I ever made any impression on them because I was standing in my husband's shadow, because sometimes it was easier to do. Um, And that's what makes it hard, I think, for people in that situation who have allowed themselves to do that makes it harder for them to come back to being themselves right well you kind of lose your identity you know you, you just you kind of forget who you are and right you you become who people expect you to be yes, yes. um I mean I was a very dutiful daughter-in-law and uh which was totally <laughs> foreign to me <laughs> um, and then I was you know every like every other young mother just Running after kids, yeah, yeah, but I. But in the meantime, the things that I had done and appreciated got pushed aside. Right. Um, the the only stability I actually did have in our marriage, and my husband was a wonderful, he was a wonderful father, and he was, a he was a good person. We, I'm very fortunate, and we're still friends. Um, okay. I'm very fortunate that we just realized we were better as being friends than being husband and wife. Right. Uh, and it wasn't that, I mean, I was sometimes not so nice to him and he was a couple of times not so nice to me. Uh, but those were just things that could have happened anywhere along the line. Right. And um, so coming back to being who I was meant I had to learn to be more assertive Um and the fellows in the fire department, they don't, they don't let you be wishy washy. <laughs> if you <laughs> say something, you better be able to defend what you're saying if it needs to be defended. And, there any and there's, there's, there's no shadows to stand in. Okay. Cool. You, you know you're out there, and you better have an answer. Um, very good lesson for me. Interesting how how. Your research
0: and trying to understand the fire department played into what you needed in your mm-hmm. personal life as you were working through the divorce.
1: That's, that's cool. Yeah, and we kind of had a funny kind of divorce because we decided we should be divorced and then we didn't. I mean, <laughs> we just were too busy to do that. Yeah, and it took a couple of years before I said, "Aren't we supposed to be doing something about this?" <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you know. Maybe I should go file for divorce. And he says, okay, go file. You know, then, of course, you get the attorneys in it yeah. Who, yeah. who's, you know, they're trying to make you hate each other. Right. And um, they were close. <laughs> they came pretty close, but uh, we prevailed. Um, and our kids, of course, who were young teens at the time, you know, got the message loud and clear, you have two parents who love you, but you're not putting one against the other. It's not right. going to work. you got to make it. that really clear. Oh, yeah, because they would do it. Yeah. I mean, and they were good kids, but you know, they, when the opportunity is there, you're going to take it. you. Okay.
0: So when when you run into people that are ready to turn their life around and realize that, that something's just not working for them, what are some things that you suggest to them?
1: I suggest they sit down quietly and think about what they really want out of life. Not just I want to own this or I want to own that, but what do they want to do with their life? Do do they want to paint in watercolors? Do do they want to do fashion design? Do do they want to go into music? Um or an or another different career that's always interested them but they never followed. And, and then kind of figure out what steps are needed to reach that goal. Um, if, just, for example, painting. And I don't know anything about painting except to see one on the wall. Um, but you've got to learn how to do it. So you start taking a small step. Take a, a, a school class, you know, the, um, you know, the adult education thing programs they have. Right. See what you like and don't like. But don't overwhelm yourself with what this big future is looming ahead of you because anybody would be overwhelmed by trying to get a whole picture of what their life's going to be like. Um, Very true. Well,
0: that's the thing. When when a person does get to the point where they realize that, that something needs to change or they're, they're just not happy and, and they want to see what they can do to make a change... It, they they shouldn't do it all at one time. Don't don't jump into it and think you have to accomplish this in like a week or something. You right. Know? You're right. Move um. it that you're comfortable with. And, and that's just like the, the whole getting out of your comfort zone thing. You know, you're you're getting out of your comfort zone if you're making real efforts to change um especially very critical things about your life. I mean that that's
1: big. <laughs> you know yeah. and mm-hmm. and a little bit. I think one of the things is we <clears throat> we tend to have our security level whatever our situation is we know what it is mm-hmm. and we don't know what the next thing is going to be we don't so we accept the security we know right for for the unknown and and that's wrong because that's holding you back right
0: well and a lot of people don't want to confront the unknown. And so they stay in a situation where they aren't happy or mm-hmm. their friends talk and act like they don't have any choice. Their family acts like they have no choice. And that's that's one of the big topics, and that's why I wanted to have you on today. That's one of the big topics I talk about on here is you do have a choice. It's not easy. It's not going to be a cakewalk. But the thing is, if if you're truly not happy in a situation, you do have options.
1: Right. And they can be taken... As long as a person is, they're unhappy, but they're not in physical danger. Right, right. Uh, that, that's a different situation as far as I'm concerned. It's you, you've you got to get out of there. Yes, then you yeah. Can, then you can sort things out. But I've talked about
0: that several times in, in the resources for people and, and where they can go and get help. And Yeah, definitely a different situation. agree. Really yeah.
1: But when you're unhappy, first you have to realize, I think, that you are unhappy and Yes. why you are unhappy and maybe the only thing that's stopping you from being happy is your fear of taking that first step of whatever it is of taking singing lessons or or just saying hey you know I'm going to start every day and I'm going to go out for a walk by myself and you can handle breakfast
0: that's it. Sometimes it can just be little things that make a huge difference. It doesn't mean you have to flip your whole world upside down. Sometimes, and, and even if if you just start doing something for you, you know, it's mm-hmm. like you were talking about, you know, getting kind of wrapped up in the being the wife and the mother and the and the daughter-in-law, and and letting the things that were important to you slide. And the thing is, we we need even even in a relationship where you're you're blending your, your lives together and creating a family and, and all this, you still, I, I think, and I mean some people may disagree with me on this one, well, will disagree, but it seems to me that in order to be happy, we still have to maintain some of our
1: individuality and our Right, and we tend to lose that. It's yeah. very easy to lose it because it's so much simpler to just stand back and let the world go around you instead of... It's Participating kind of a, in it, um, don't you think? With especially, um, <clears throat>
0: do I dare say, older generations?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can say it. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, They they expect
0: us to do that, you know. But um, I, I don't know. I just I just well, that's like I <laughs> the number of of um, people around my grandmother's age. Well, okay, not quite that old, but you know that that they introduce themselves as Mrs. Whatever his name is. I mean, they they don't even acknowledge that they have a first name. That drives me bonkers. Right. Yeah. You know, I I know why they did it, and I know that at, at that time period it was very expected. But I mean, I'll actually I'll actually get in there and say, well, what's your first name? You know, give me your name. Mm-hmm. You know, it's looking at me kind of funny. I'm like, no, come on. <laughs> you know, you know. But I, I just like I said, that's that's the way I think, and I mean, this could just be me, but that seems like a way of belittling themselves by not but
1: even acknowledging they have a given name and they do. You know. But it's a it's then it becomes a habit. Right. And
2: right.
0: and
1: uh, that's a start of losing yourself. Yes. I believe. Uh, I know you knew knew you'd understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and and I think that's one of the first things um the uh, you have to reclaim. Yes. And that's a very small step you can claim. Sign a bill or pay a bill and, and use your name. You, right. You know, introduce yourself as your name. In in your telephone listing, list both your names. There's mm-hmm. no
0: problem with that. You know, and you both have friends and acquaintances. But, uh, yeah, just little things. Like I said, little things can make a world of difference. But, so, okay, now here here's one. And, and as a single person, I can agree with this. What what are some things that you think make single people give up on dating
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay I, <laughs> I I will tell you a funny story okay after I was divorced and i it was a couple of years and and I had kids to take care of in a house and barn full of horses and house and everything and and of course, I was fortunate enough you know i was i was um I had spousal support and of course child support, and, and uh, so it wasn't that I had to rush out to work right away. I mentally wanted to go out to work right away, but I, I just couldn't. I had to get all this stuff squared away. Right. And finally my mother says, um, she calls me one afternoon, and she says, listen, I accepted a date for you. Uh-oh. I said, what? She says, he's going to call you. I said, All right. He can call me. I can tell him. So Anyhow, this fellow calls me. Charming. Charming. And he says, "I shall we meet for lunch or something? And I said, fine. I, yeah. I said, why not? And as we're ending the call, he says, by the way, he says, I just want you to know that we're going to go to some place where people don't smoke. I smoked ah. at the time. I've, it's been 20-some years since I had a cigarette. But at the time, I smoked. And he was so nasty when he said it, I, I, didn't, I didn't know how to react. I didn't, and I didn't want to say that I smoked. <laughs> so we went out to the restaurant, and, and people were not smoking around me, and I didn't smoke. And, and I thought, this is okay. Hey, you know, it's not too bad. So he asked me out again. And I said, okay, we'll go out Saturday night. I figured, gee, you know, maybe I'll quit smoking. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I get a call from my mother, like two hours after I've talked to this guy making this date for Saturday, and she says, You can't go out with him. Says, what do you mean? She's like, He's a con man. I heard it from my bridge group. <laughs> <laughs> she says, I, said, I made a date for Saturday. I'm going out with him. She says, Well, you're going against what I think is the smartest thing to do don't wear jewelry, and don't tell him where you live. I <laughs> said, okay. And he was, I noticed, immensely interested. Um, this was on our, uh, when I went out with him this Saturday and we went to dinner. He was extremely interested in where I lived, what kind of house I had. I had horses, what kind of horses, and what did I do with them. And, and I could see him leaning in towards finding more about me than i wanted him to know right cuz i didn't even know him and i'm thinking about my mother's words and i said there's only one way to end this and i reached into my purse and i pulled out a pack of cigarettes and i said oh, there you go i said that's it right there no more <laughs> lying if i'm going out with somebody i'm being me and if they don't like it they don't have to ever see me again okay. and i don't have to see them again and it just um and the years went by and 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 I was just me again, and it it was good. I was in control um, that's it i i, but I think you're like me for me, then we don't need to be together <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah so. um i th- i think one of the there's it there's really so much against dating nowadays as far as it, people have so many responsibilities. With their work and their time constraints, and and it costs money to date. Yeah, it's you, you can't go to a Saturday matinee anymore. You you just and taking a date out to McDonald's, if that's all you can afford, it just doesn't work too well for a lot of people. Yeah, you know. uh, and and it's, it's so easy to get discouraged because where do you find the people that have the interests you have? Sure. You know, if you're going out to bars, but you're really interested in church activities, you should be going to church activities. Right. Not to bars. Well, that's it. Figure out something that interests
0: you, and then go where people with those interests are. Yeah. yeah. And
1: bar the bar scene has never appealed to me, anyone whatsoever. Well, <laughs> me, me neither. <laughs> I'm one of those people that all I have to do is look at the label and I'm flat on the floor. Uh, uh, but, uh... I'm not, I'm not, I think, really, it's just, um, it's it kind of, that's that's why I get a kick out of the, I won't say a kick out of, of the, online dating,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, where now they have online dating for almost any interest you have. They really do, and some I never thought of. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um,
1: yeah, but, well, I don't know all of them, and, and since I'm older, I, when i Finally decided, I I don't want to I don't want to always be the fifth wheel. I have a lot of friends and and we go out in groups and and so it's, it's not like dating or couples particularly. Um, but after a while, you get tired of driving everywhere yourself. Sure. And so I thought I I really want to have a companion, a, you know, uh, and. and I I really wasn't thinking romantic. I was just thinking, gee, I'd like to have a couple of friends that you could call and say, come on, let's go to a movie. Right. You know, that kind of thing. And that's why I started looking at the online dating. And for me, for my age group, um, I was looking at the seniors. Right. And so I signed up. I decided I would sign up. And for six months, I sabotaged... Everybody. They were too tall. They were too short. They were too fat. They were too thin. He had a mustache. He had a, I could find a reason why not to respond to every single person that responded to me. Uh-huh. And then finally one day I said, all right, this is really stupid. You're either going to do it or you're not going to do it. And that's exactly. where I was stepping out of my box. That's where I was getting out of my comfort zone. It was one thing to sit back and let people come to you. Right. You, you know, but to, to, for me, it was scary for me to go to them, so to speak, until I, one day I said, okay, this is it today. You answer one person. That's all. And I could handle that. That didn't overwhelm me, one person. And, and I did, and got a nice response back, but the, the, the guy lived half an hour away it's not the kind of thing that you could just call and say, hey, let's go to a movie. Uh, You know, I'll meet you halfway or whatever. uh, And I did that several times. And then I did find a gentleman who was, he's, he's old, quite a bit older than me, but he also lives in my town. And we met a couple times for lunch and really enjoyed each other's company. Well, one of the things I learned from online dating was that you really have to read those profiles. (laughs) Anybody who's interested in doing that has got to really read and see beyond what's there. That's what I was thinking.
0: Read read the profile, and then when you talk to the person, see if what they're saying jives with what the profile said. Because sometimes they, they just made up the profile to get your attention.
1: Uh, yeah, but but a lot of times the people that do that, you can spot them, they have very poor grammar or spelling. <laughs> true. And that's my first turnoff, because as a writer, I expect somebody to at least be able to write. I mean, you know, a little bit about themselves without being a great literary person, but very they should true. at least have proper spelling and a few punctuation lessons. <laughs> <know, laughs> They've got
0: to they've got to be able to hold up there of the
1: conversation, right?
0: <laughs> if they well, don't engage
1: me mentally, and nothing's will, nothing else will happen. <laughs> so. yeah, well, the funny thing for me is, and I hope any guys that are listening who are want to online date, pick your pictures carefully. <laughs> <laughs> now, I have no way of knowing what women are putting on their, you know, because we only see the men side when you're dating. you sure. you know you're not getting profiles of women. You're getting profiles of men, and the pictures some of them put on there are just atrocious. Well, the
0: ones that grab me up is when you can tell that they cut the other person out. It's like, oh come on.
1: <laughs> oh really? <laughs> oh
0: yeah. <laughs> I thought about that. <laughs> or, or you'll see a hand on the shoulder, but only them in the picture. <laughs>
2: you know? Yes,
1: I've seen, I've seen that, but um, oh. just, just terrible pictures of themselves, and that that, that can't be what they really look like.
0: Or or they take a picture with their phone and there's a mirror or there's like a whole bunch of junk behind them and they didn't realize it.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, I haven't seen that one. Oh, yeah. I, I've oh. seen things. Or, or they take the picture in the bathroom so they can use the
1: mirror. It's like, oh, come oh. on.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I just think that you have to be awful. You have to look at the pictures, really, and try and figure out who's really in that picture. Yeah, I tell you what.
0: Um mm. uh, Something else <laughs> uh well, especially once once I started studying, you know when I was going through all the training to become a love coach and and I, I asked, you know, I want to do some research on a couple of these dating sites, so of course, I couldn't tell them why I was doing it because then they they'd clam up, but it was it was interesting, just looking at the way people describe themselves, the information they don't answer, um mm-hmm. uh, the funky stuff that was in
1: the pictures, and oh my gracious, it was interesting, it was. I don't know. But, you know, they they really serve a purpose because, for example, I don't like to travel. Okay. So the minute I see a profile or saw, because I've not been on the sites now for a couple years, but I would see loves to travel. Travels all winter. Well, forget it. Because we're going to argue the first time he wants to travel.
0: There you go. So
1: the nice thing about the online dating is, it probably sounds pr- kind of crass, you know, but you can sort through all these people and narrow it down to people that you have, uh, you know, honestly have a chance of becoming friends with, whether it's romantic or, or just being friends. You you can easily pre-screen
0: people because, I mean, there are certain people that their interests are so different, you're just not going to get along
1: probably, you know. Well, so. uh, sometimes you, you have clues... Um, from the picture, true uh, for example uh, uh, a picture I do re- just kind of recalling it in my mind, very nice gentleman, he is wearing a gigantic cross on his sweater, you know, out i mean mm-hmm. gigantic mm-hmm. not just a, not a, just a lovely you know saying that this is he's a Christian and he's so he's proud of it, which is fine. I have no, you know, I don't have any problem with that. But this was massive. Yeah. And I'm thinking, something's not right. (laughs) Something's just not right in this picture. (laughs) And so he he was somebody I would pass by because obviously that is so important to him that it would get in the way of what I want out of a relationship. Well, then he's just trying way too hard. Yeah, it could be for something. But uh anyway it's it's been a good experience and I did find a, a lovely person uh who I've been with for a couple of years and uh and and he he was went online because his daughter said go on you know, sign up for it. Right. You, you right. know, my what have you got to lose? Same thing. And uh, they exactly. were sending him profiles of women who were hundred miles away <laughs> we're in Ohio Pennsylvania Indiana Canada he even had one and finally he saw one from Chagrin Falls which is the town we live in and he, he was amazed I probably could have been the biggest creep in the world <laughs> but because I was in Chagrin Falls I stood a chance there you go See? And, then, <laughs> and then when I finally read his profile it was like reading my own Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it, it it does work, but you have to be, you know, patient and careful. Um, so, well, and the thing
0: is, the more you talked, you probably realize that you, you probably would never have met even though you were in the same
1: town if it we hadn't grew, been the dating site. This, this gentleman and I grew up probably about five streets apart in a suburb. And mm-hmm. I know one school he went to, well, I know all the schools he went to, um, He was, he's he's 10 to 15 years older than me. Um, Well, I know how old he is, but I'm not saying. (laughs) He he listens to this. But he, we were, we probably met each other. You know, I mean, not met, but bumped into each other, walked past each other, or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, earlier in our lives, and never thinking we'd ever meet. (laughs) But, But it was just. The way both of us were brought up, we kept it with us all our life. Those all those values, right? And it showed up years later.
0: So I met somebody online one time that actually lived a half a block down the street from me. I'm like, oh, that's weird,
2: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: but it didn't sound. Kind of, it was a real creep, and and uh, I had I had said something offhand about a bumper sticker that I had in my back window. So I made sure after that that every time I parked my car, I backed my car in. <laughs> 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 just in case, just in case. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, So I think it's very important for people to believe in themselves. Yes. A lot of people have issues and problems with that. What makes you, and this is something listeners, you, you should all ask yourself
1: this question. What makes you believe in yourself? I know what I have accomplished in my life, and and I don't mean honors or awards or anything, just the fact that, for example, I went through a divorce and we're still friends. We understood Mm -hmm. that we were better friends than husband and wife, and I feel that that was a success. Um, uh, Going with the fire department... Led me to a new career, Um, so that was a success. Uh, Just each thing I've done, where I have done it successfully. um, I finished my college. I went to college after high school. I didn't really want to go, and I played around a lot and did not graduate. But I found a course that I took for my future, um, and I completed it, and and that was a milestone. Um, Of course, it took me 30 years to get my degree, but I got it. Um, And and I just feel that those things, small, they're small accomplishments in the scheme of the world, you know, and and it's not anything that anybody's ever really going to know, but you know it. Right. And, And if someone had told me that I would be taking courses in fire science and arson investigation and and various other fire dynamics and physics and chemistry and all this stuff, and I said, forget it. <laughs> but I did it, But and I know I did it. Uh, and a few other people know I did it too, And but that's a success. And I think those are the important successes that each of us have the opportunity to have. Even if it's something as simple as picking up a book and sitting down and reading the whole book if you're not a reader for example um sure. it's an accomplishment you you had a goal and you accomplished it that's it um, goals have to be small enough to be accomplished because if they're too if they're too lofty you're you're not going to reach them
0: well and, and you can do you can have a big goal that you want to reach but do it in steps right do it in so that that you can you can accomplish part of it. You know, if if you want a degree, start with one class. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to do it. They sign up for like an entire schedule right out out the you know out the door. But um it, you know and even even if say it's something something as simple as a person saying, I'm gonna take this evening and I'm gonna spend it with my friends and you know, my husband's gonna take care of the kids. You know, do something for yourself and then see it through. See mm-hmm. it through. Even if, say, it doesn't work the first week you try to do it, go ahead and come back the next week and say, you know, I, I'm going to do this. What day works for you? You know, so don't don't be, you know, a bitch about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. Well, <laughs> yeah. well, hey, I have my bitchy
0: streaks.
2: <laughs> I think we all
0: do. Some sometimes it just can't be helped. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh gracious. We're Almost out of time, but I think I've got time for one or two more questions. Okay. Um, Why do you think that some people, or many people, have such a hard time developing self esteem? Self esteem, and I'm not talking a cocky, I'm all that kind of self esteem. I'm talking a healthy self esteem that helps give us confidence to to move forward and do things in our life.
1: I think the problem that they run into is that they're not afraid, they're not willing to. Get out of that comfort zone. And sometimes getting out of that comfort zone a little can give, give you a huge boost. Yes. Yeah. And when you've accomplished one thing and you can say, hey, I can do this. Exactly. I can do it. If I can do this, hey, then I can do that. and exactly. And build on each thing. And I think that's what counts is that you know that you can do something that's important to you. And it sure. doesn't have to be a big, monstrous, huge event or anything. It's just day-to-day, hey, I can do this. Exactly. Um, exactly. Well, you know, and I was thinking, too, if a
0: person wants to to do some kind of educational thing, there's a lot of stuff like, like local reg departments will have a couple-week kind of program Start with something small. Just something small with a small commitment and and find something I mean, they've got such a variety of classes. <laughs> you know, there's always something interesting that yeah. you know you don't know something about. Just try something small, something simple. Get your feet wet. Don't don't dive in head first. I, I tend to do that unfortunately. But you know, <laughs> most people don't do it that way. <laughs> you know, just just do something positive for yourself. It's a little bit outside your comfort zone and just, just start easing out of the box a little bit. I, I like to joke that at six one, i I'm too tall to fit in the box, which works out just fine for me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but,
1: but, but, you know, the box. it actually doesn't have to be out of your comfort zone. As I'm looking out my window now in my mess of a yard, um, yeah. I have friends that are gardeners that are, they, their yards are magnificent. They're, yeah, i got a neighbor like that. Mine, mine aren't. <laughs> um, I'm... I have friends that can have decorated their homes. I have two friends in particular. And I say that if they took a brick and put it on their mantelpiece, House Beautiful would love it. If I took (laughs) a brick and put it on a mantelpiece, someone would say, why is that brick there? You know, it's, you have talents and sometimes you have to find them. And I'm just thinking now as I'm looking out at the shreds of my garden, um, how exciting it is that i planted something and it turned out to be spectacular flowers awesome you know and i didn't have to leave my yard but i Thanks. could i could do this i can create or have a hand in helping to have this beauty exactly. you know it's just you have opportunities everywhere to just do something that really boosts you
0: and you just you just have to open your eyes and be willing to consider the possibilities because there are possibilities all over. But we just we have to be open to it.
1: Yeah, and you don't even have to tell anybody else at all. It's just in yourself. You know, hey, I did this. Well, you know, and and the thing is,
0: you get to the point where it doesn't matter if anybody else knows. You know, and that's right. the most important person that needs to know. Right. Um, it, it's fun to have the validation. But that shouldn't be that shouldn't be the big thing. Be, knowing it yourself and knowing that you accomplished it
1: should be bigger.
2: Mhm.
0: So why don't you tell people about
1: your website, how they can find you, how they can get in touch with you, all that sort of thing. Um anybody who needs to get in touch with me, I have my direct um I have two websites. Uh one is the Fire Safety and Barnes which is self explanatory. Um, <laughs> I don't have I think I'm on Facebook. I think my son put me on Facebook. But I don't know how to use Facebook or Twitter. And I have a feeling, talk about being out of your comfort zone, that this is one of the things I'm never going to learn. <laughs> but um, I have a regular email, um, and people do contact me through either through the Fire Safety and Barnes website or my email, which I will give to you, Yes. If you if you want it, sure. Okay, it's it's L Loveman, so it's L L O V E M A N at Windstream dot net, and that's Windstream is one word. that net. All right.
0: And one of your websites is is just your name, correct? Yes. Okay. And and you want to spell Lori for people, since there's different ways to do that.
1: I'm sorry. What? You, you want to spell out your website since there are different ways to spell your first name. Um, oh, my first name is Lori, Laurie L A U R I E. Last name is Loveman L O V E M A N. There you go. All
0: right. I, I figure there's there's enough ways to spell names. We better just spell it out for people. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um. <laughs> Uh, but uh, anybody can do a search for me. There's a lot of ways to find me. I'm all over Google. If they do a Google search, they can find me. And my uh, my novels are on Amazon.com. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Well, like I said, I've, I've had a great time. I think we shared some neat information. And I, I love when people share their personal experiences on how, you know, things that they've confronted, things they've overcome. And... and I. Well, uh, quite a few of my my big themes I like to focus on were, were stuff that I saw when I was reading information <laughs> about your stuff. I'm like, yeah, she needs to be on the show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so well, I, I hope I can help anybody. That would be you know that's the whole purpose.
0: Is
2: that's
1: it? I'd All of us
0: helping each other. That's that's why I started the radio show. When when I finished the the coaching training, I'm like, you know, I I got to I got to do this. I said, if I can help, I any think it's people, wonderful. So it, it it. That's why I'm doing it. <laughs>
1: so. Well, it, it is because you're giving people an opportunity to find answers for themselves right. if they're afraid to ask the questions. Exactly. They, they
0: don't have to actually make the effort initially to, to talk to me to get information. So Right. Yeah. And I think that's so important. Well, and on, on my website, uh, which is www.lovecoachjourney.com, because it is a journey, to be a love coach. And to be a human, it's a journey. But uh, I do have an archive of all my radio shows on there. So lots of very diverse topics. Very diverse topics on there. It's available anytime. If you go to the website, uh, click on, there's like several little lines at the top. Click on that and it'll come up and show you the pages. And there is a Ready for Love radio archive page. Lots of information. There's Oh goodness.
1: I think I'm going to have
0: to start going through them. You should. Have. There's some cool stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, it's it's been great and listeners, I will see you next week on
2: Ready for Love Radio.
3: And I gave her way a cloud in the sky And she's feeling the pain Cause her lips are dry And she wants a taste of rain She said, gimme that, gimme that, gimme that, gimme that, gimme that, gimme that love I need no love like a river may rain So gimme that, gimme that, gimme that, gimme that, gimme that, gimme that love I want to love her like a river may rain. So I'm going to love her like a river loves the rain. When you got something that you can't go without Said she's feeling like an addict jumping for another hit So I give a little bit just with wet her lips When she says give me that, 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 give me that love I need your loving like a river needs some rain So give me that, 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 give me that love I want your lovin' like a river need some rain